1: Uh, I'd like to welcome everybody to uh, not just our Facebook Live, but also to Let Us Reason. We're starting right now. So, I'm your host, Alfadi, and I want thank you so much, of course, as always, for being part of our ministry in prayer and in partnership and in support in a variety of ways. Now, what is so unique about... Today's uh, uh, basically show, that it will be two parts. The first part and the second part will be back-to-back, at least in studio, but they will be aired, of course, in two weekends in a row on our podcast, Let Us Reason, A Christian-Muslim. Dialogue with Al-Fadi. That's the full name. You can find it, of course, on iTunes. You can find it on SoundCloud. You can find it on uh, Omni Studio. You can find it on our website, sirainternational.com. We have a section that is called Let Us Reason. I'm going to talk today also about a topic that I mentioned to you already that has to do with the early Islamic teachings that mentioned Paul let's let's say the Apostle Paul in early Islamic thought. I mean we're going to title it this way. in other words, we are going to look at passages from the Quran and see what did the commentators of these passages who were renowned commentators, uh, some of them were so close to the time when the Quran was being revealed at least a few hundred years from its revelation, and we'll take a kind of like a progressive approach until we get to later commentators and we'll see. What exactly did they say about the Apostle Paul? Now, why is that crucial? Because as you know, many times we hear our Muslim friends claiming that Paul corrupted Christianity. In fact, it's called the Pauline Christianity. Other times we hear that Paul is the one who invented this idea that we are saved by grace, by faith in the uh, Christ, basically invented the atonement by blood, invented the idea that he was an apostle of Christ, and the list can go on and on and on. However, when I go through now the slides, you are going to see uh, some of the arguments. Some of the slides are going to be in Arabic, by the way, because I intentionally want you to see the Arabic verbiage, take a, sh- a screenshot of it, go and search it. But uh, the, the reason I'm doing it this way is because I want my Muslim friends who will make arguments against us. I did the work for them, by the way, and I wanted them to see for themselves. And believe it or not, whatever we're going to talk about today, it's probably going to be a fraction of what I will be covering in terms of this particular topic. So today will be a teaser. We're going to start with, as you can see on the screen right now, chapter 36 of the Quran, Surat Yasin, you know, the chapter of Yasin, chapter 36, verse 14. 36, verse 14. Take a look and see what is going on in here. I'm going to highlight a few things for you. The The verse says... We, and who do you think the we here is in reference to? Allah. Okay? Allah is saying, we sent them to a specific group of people or a town, two messengers, but they denied them. Okay? And then we reinforced these two with what? With a third one. Now, when you go to the commentaries on this particular verse, that's where it gets really interesting. So... Let's take a look, for instance. Here is one of the greatest Islamic commentators. His name is Ibn Kathir, okay? Ibn Kathir, in his commentary on this particular verse, says the one that was sent for reinforcement, and I highlighted the word reinforcement with a third here, Arabic word in bold red. He says that's the guy that his name, I'm going to show you right now, He said that his name is Bolus. Okay, we're going to see it right here. His name is Bolus. That's the Arabic way of pronouncing the word Paul. In fact, he says the first two are Simon and John, and the third one is Bolus in Arabic. And they were sent to Antioch, Antakia in Arabic, Antioch. That is really interesting, isn't it? Because Ibn Kathir wrote his commentary basically almost 700 plus years after the revelation of the Quran. In other words, he wrote it in, towards the end of the 13th century. He had no problem mentioning Paul as one of those messengers sent by who? We sent him. Now, they struggle, of course, the commentaries. Was it Jesus who sent him? Was it Allah who sent him? And you say, well, if Jesus sent him, it's almost like Allah is the one who sent him since Jesus. Hear me out. Since Jesus is the prophet of Allah. I mean, what a, I mean, it's a laughable, actually, argument. It's actually an acknowledgement that Jesus is divine since he's the one who sent these prophets. And who sends prophet according to Islam? God sent prophets. Thank you. That was the point that I was trying to make here. So let's keep going. We're going to enjoy, really, our journey here. And we are going to talk, uh, take a look at other commentators who also commented on this particular verse. Chapter 36 of the Quran, verse 14. This one is by another uh, commentator. His name, Al-Shawqani. That was in the 13th... <clears throat> I'm sorry, uh, that was... Uh, basically in the 19th century. In the 19th century, and the date here you see is an Islamic date. He quotes basically Qurtubi, and he says, Qurtubi stated, basically, as did other commentators, that the town that these messengers were sent to was Antioch. So it seemed like everybody agrees with that. And then he says that the one who sent them is Jesus, but it is possible also to say that it is God, Allah, who sent them, after he ascended Jesus into heaven. So Allah had no problem sending these apostles, including one of them. What's his name? Right here. Thank you for asking. It is Paul, Boulos. Who sent him again to Antioch? Allah. Apparently Allah had no problem. You know, for the life of me, I have no idea. Why, our, why do our Muslim friends have a problem with Paul when the God of Islam actually had no problem? When the commentators of the Islam and the Quran have no problem, I wonder really where this, this idea came from other than this guy who claimed to be the famous apologist and polemist, Ahmad Didat, who basically knew nothing actually about the Bible. All he did is just spew lies after lies after lies, brainwashed everybody. And now we are showing everyone that everything that he came up with was nothing but a pure joke. Repeat after me. It was a joke actually. Anyway, we are enjoying obviously this particular episode. So let's take a look at another commentator. This commentator this time is Al-Bagawi. Al-Bagawi basically wrote this in the 12th century, 12th century about 500 years after the time of the Prophet of Islam or the messenger of Islam. He says the two that were sent according to Wahab, you know, the man that reporting or the narrator, their name was John Yuhanna in Arabic, John, and the other one is Paul or Bolus in Arabic. Notice, John, I'm going to show him to you right here. You can go and check it out right here. This is John and this is Bolus. Here is one commentator. This is the second commentator, Ibn al-Jawzi, a very renowned commentator. Also, around the 12th century, meaning like it's almost 600 years after the time of the messenger of Islam. He said that the two that were sent, basically, were, uh, you know, and and he included the third one. He says there are different opinions. The According to Ibn Abbas, Ibn Abbas happens to be the cousin of Muhammad. Ibn Abbas happened to be the cousin of Muhammad. He says, Ibn Abbas said that their name are Sadiq and Saduk, you know, the, uh, the, uh, you know the, the truthful one and the one who's, you know, uh, untruth or something to that extent. I mean, I don't know where they come up with these names, by the way. One of the commentators said these names are not verifiable, actually. So somebody invented them. But what's so interesting is th- uh, this opinion and a third opinion. The second opinion says their names was John and Paul. The third opinion says their name was Thomas and Paul. That is absolutely amazing, actually. Where did they know the name of these apostles? Thomas, John, Simon Peter, Paul. Oh, they have no problem calling Paul an apostle, actually. So it seems to me that early Islamic, you know, basically uh, commentators were absolutely open-minded they were reporting accurately everything that is being taught in the Bible, as I will also demonstrate to you pretty soon here. So let's, let's go back now to, to me, and uh, let, me, let me just have a dialogue with you. What I'm sharing with you, and I know maybe some of you are kind of like probably frustrated right now that I'm doing in Arabic. I'm doing these uh, slides in Arabic intentionally because I want my Muslim people who argue all the time about this idea that Paul is endorsed in Islamic thoughts. They see it for themselves. This is a copy and paste automatically from their own pages, by the way. They have the reference, they have the date, and the name of that particular scholar. Anyone can go and investigate it, and you will see what they said. And to make it easier, by the way, I went ahead and I even highlighted the name of Paul in red, and I even made it a bold so that no one can miss that. Why is that crucial? That's crucial because we hear these accusations over and over and over again that the Apostle Paul is a liar. The Apostle Paul is a deceiver. The Apostle Paul is the one who invented, I love this term, Pauline Christianity, the Apostle Paul did this, the Apostle Paul did that. When in fact, the Quran and the God of the Quran and the commentators of the Quran, and even in one reference, the Prophet of the Quran, they have no problem with Paul. Paul was just another apostle that even the Quran called him sent by Jesus. So, who should we really take seriously then? The Islamic sources or our Muslim friends who are, for whatever reason, being deceived to believe in these lies. That's where the problem lie. Let me show you another example of yet another fabulous, renowned scholar. His name is, uh, you know, th- this, this one is called Ibn Adil, but I'll show you another one. Ibn Adil reported Ibn Kathir that I just read for you earlier. Ibn Adil lived in basically the 14th century, okay? So after Ibn Kathir, he was quoting Ibn Kathir, and he had no problem stating the same thing. He says, according to Ibn Ishaq, narrated from Ibn Abbas, and he mentions a couple of other names, and all of a sudden he gets and says, these messengers, and here's the word that I want to show you right now, These messengers, he says, they were sent by God. They're messengers of God right here. Okay? And they were sent or messengers of Jesus himself. So even here, that's what's so funny. There is a correlation between Allah and Jesus as if they're saying the one who sent him is no other than Jesus who happens to be God. And the name of the first two messengers... Was Simon, Peter, Shamaun, okay, and the other one, Johanna or John, and the third one is Bolus or Paul, okay? You see the progression in time that I'm showing you? As we progress in time, more and more Islamic commentators on chapter 36 of the Quran, verse 14, have absolutely no problem whatsoever to acknowledge that Paul was the intended person here in the reference of the third one, or at least he is most of the time included in the total of these three messengers. Now, at some point, I'm going to really stop, slow it down, correspond with your comments, and then in the next episode, we are going to continue with our discussion. Here is yet another renowned Islamic scholar and commentator. This time it is Suyuti. This is Suyuti, as you can see him. He was in uh, 900 years after uh, basically the time of Muhammad, which means after the time of Muhammad by 900 years, that means we are already pushing the 16th century. Already pushing the 16th century. In here, he reports that uh, Ibn Abi Hatim, he says, An Shu'ayb al Jubai, he said, The name of the two messengers, I'm just translating for you right away, the name of the two messengers were, and I will put it right here, Shemaun, which is Simon Peter, Yohanna, which is John, and the third one is Bolus. Okay, the third one is Bolus. Who's Bolus? That's Paul. And then he reported another account, and he says, uh, narrated by Ibn al-Mundir, narrated by Sa'id ibn Jubayr, uh, that when Allah says that we sent them to, right here, this is the verse from the Quran. He says the third one that was used to re- as a reinforcement for them, the first two are Simon and then Yuhanna, and the third one right here is Bolus. You can see what's going on, basically. All we're talking about here is that these scholars had no problem whatsoever to acknowledge the fact that Paul or Bulus in Arabic was a, an apostle of Christ. He was sent by Christ and even they're endorsing the fact that it would be Allah who would have sent him. It collaborates basically what the gospel, what the um, Bible is teaching in the New Testament that Paul went to Antioch basically you go to the book of Acts and you read about that account. He went there. Acts 11 for instance talked about it. And you continue in the story of Paul and you'll see that he's been there many times and he made references to that. Nevertheless, the commentators of the Quran endorse and approve of such a message. I'm going to stop right here because I want to interact with you a little bit. Then we are going to end this first podcast. We'll pause for maybe less than a minute and we'll come back again with the second podcast. And when the second podcast ends... I'll stay here on the air to interact with you as well. So let me go to the comments, and let's see if any of you have any specific questions for me. Um, I'm going to ask the uh, you know control room if they can kindly just enlarge uh, the comments a little bit for me. So thank you. So let's start from the top, and let's see if there is any comments that I might have missed, basically. I see that a lot of you are here. Thank you so much. So um, I see that, uh, okay, thank you, uh, Nadim, uh, Anil, shalom. Shalom, my friend. Uh, Joshua uh, is saying, Christ be with you. Thank you. Uh, Christ is Lord, uh, Santiago, amen. Uh, Darren Martin says, God bless you, brother. Uh, Listening, thank you. We appreciate your prayers. Um, Now, okay, let's stop right here. Mia Muhammad, you know, uh, he's joining us. That's uh, that's amazing, really. I mean, he's he's asking the tribe uh, to come and join. I don't see anybody. Why don't you ask your question, Mia? Because you and I have been interacting and a lot of people have been reaching out to you. Hopefully, this particular show now will be helpful to you. I gave you references in Arabic, the language of Islam. So hopefully, you can benefit from it. Let's go on to the next ones. Um, I'm going to see Santiago. Good to see you. Thank you. Good to see you, too. Um Okay, well that's that's great. Um, Vavila Noor says, Oh, please, Al-Fadi, get yourself a life. I am getting a life. As a matter of fact, I got an eternal life, actually. And that's the beauty about Christ. He gave me eternal life. So thank you for actually acknowledging that I do have that. Now, do you have a question? You see, this is what's so funny, actually, about the apologetic of our friends. This is their refutation. Get a life. You are this, you are that. You know, I mean, well, we need you to show us what knowledge do you have that can refute what we are sharing? Obviously nothing. That is evidence from the comment, actually. Darren Darren Martin says, oops, looks as though the Muslim need to change their stance of the Apostle Paul. Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. That's the hope when we're done with these kind of issues that they will put it to rest. I tell you why, uh, folks, I do this, because I get tired of hearing things like this over and over and over and over. You know, I mean, don't you get tired of being refuted over and over again? Well, fine. You know, we are going to put it to rest at least here on my page No one dares to come back again and tell me that Muhammad is a prophet like Moses. We put that to rest a year ago. No one dares now to bring it up because they know exactly what's going to happen when they bring it back up. Let's see now how many will bring Paul again to my page, and we'll see what happens. Darren Martin has another comment. Brother Al-Fadi uh, got himself an eternal life. Amen. Amen. Uh, the day he turned to the Lord Jesus Christ, Islam does not bring that. Amen to that. So uh, we're inviting everyone who is from a Muslim background right here, right now, to acknowledge the fact that in Christ and in Christ alone, we have eternal life. Why? Because the prophet of Islam in chapter 46 of the Quran, verse 9, he says he doesn't know what's going to happen to him, nor what's going to happen to you. Why would you follow someone who has no clue where he's going? Nevertheless, look at what Jesus says. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. No one goes to heaven except through Jesus. That Jesus will give you eternal life. That if you believe uh, that Jesus uh, is, you know, if you, he said, if you believe that I am, you know, you will be forgiven from your sin. If you believe in Christ, you cross from death to life. That's in John 5. Jesus means it. He does not play games with anyone. Let me see if there's any other comments. Um, yeah, we're wondering where they are, you know, uh, if Osa Rice. Uh, Sam Nicole says, Brother Al-Fadi, thank you so much for this. Uh, they can't argue with the original Arabic sources, and that's intentionally and exactly why, Sam, I did that, because I want them to see it for themselves. They can take a screenshot they can go and search sadly if they even know how to find it, nevertheless it 's all available on the li- uh, online by the way, for free for the life of me. I have no idea why they stay away from these kind of uh, sources that are available for them. God bless you too, my friend Nadim. God bless you, uh, Marilyn um, watching from nashville nashville tennessee okay that's that 's a wonderful place actually i 've been there many times. Let's uh, keep looking, see if we can find any other comments. Uh, looks like we don't have any more comments. But what's going to happen now is in within the next probably four minutes or so, I am going to finish at least this particular uh, podcast, and then we'll move on to the next one. Let me see. Looks like someone uh, Darren Martin sent also uh, another comment says. That the words of our mouth be blessed with the truth and the meditations of our hearts be inclined to and acceptable to him. Amen. This is a prayer from the Bible itself. Come, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's uh, the end of the book of Revelations and the last page of the Bible. Come, Lord Jesus, come and guide us, you know, and guide your children in your way. Give us, please, the truth of the beautiful Holy Spirit that you gave us freely. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in your wonderful name. Amen. What a beautiful prayer. Thank you so much. So, folks, I'm going to talk now to uh, the people who are also listening to me on radio. This is, of course, you're just tuned in. This is Let Us Reason. I'm your host al-Fadi. We've been talking about the claim that the Apostle Paul, the Islamic claim, that the Apostle Paul invented a different Christianity called the Pauline Christianity, that he lied about him being sent by God, that he lied about the fact that he encountered Jesus, that he invented a new gospel different than the gospel that we are familiar with. Yet, today, we're going through a number of Islamic sources commenting, uh, commentary, uh, basically uh, commentaries, I should say, on specific passages. So far, we've been talking about one passage, believe it or not. In the next episode, I have more passages from the Qur'an to talk about. But the main one that we're focused on is found in Surah Yasin, chapter 36 of the Qur'an, verse 14. We showed a number of renowned scholars have no problem whatsoever claiming that it is Allah, God, the God of Islam, who sent these apostles and they mentioned him by name. Paul has been mentioned numerous times already by many of these renowned scholars like Tabari, uh, Tabari, basically like Ibn Kathir, like Sayuti, uh, like Ibn Adil, and the list can go on and on and on, Uh, Ibn al-Jawzi, and uh, all of them, uh, renowned Islamic scholars and commentators who have no problem whatsoever to mention that Paul was in the company of the apostles, or considered to be the apostles of Christ. Sometimes they will even say, even though he wasn't initially as part of the 12 He also was sent by Jesus. Where did they get this idea from? Where did they get it from? The Bible. That's where they can get these ideas from. Well, we have less than a minute left, so I want to remind people, of course, to go and listen to this show on our website, CIRA International. Again, that's C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A, international.com. And also, we want to encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, CIRA International. And we uh, prayerfully ask you to consider to even becoming a Patreon patron or even uh, give through Patreon or give through PayPal. You'll see all of these available. Your givings have been helping us to produce a lot of these videos to keep us also on the air with this podcast. This is, by the way, the conclusion of our fifth year on the air with this podcast known as Let Us Reason, A Christian-Muslim Dialect with al Fadi. A Christian-Muslim Dialogue with Al Fadi. That's the name of that show. Until we meet again, have a blessed day.